0: boy, Here we go for the big old Tuesday show. Welcome to it. My name is Stretch, as in the Stretch RE. This is Big 49 Radio, thebig49.com, wherever. We're both of those. By the way, if you look at Big 49 Radio, and you'll be like, oh, there it is. And then if you look at thebig49.com, that it's the same. They all come the same way. We own a whole bunch of different websites involving Big 49 that will direct you back to here, the temple the future of broadcasting in rock and roll moto radio it is here and it is upon us i have more future coming up on the show today some interesting stuff on the show today coming up in moments we are going to talk to a dude that we really like here his name is justin barsha he is from the gas gas troy lee designs team got on the podium in seattle we'll talk to him very cool talking to justin really really like that guy and we'll get a, a nice little conversation with him. Later in the show, we will have Eli Tomek. If you missed that yesterday, that'll be in the middle of the show today. And then in between, we have... I've got some stuff about the future. There's a AI bit I am going to play a clip of. And by the way, it, typically, I don't swear here. We can, because we're not a broadcast FCC licensed. We're on the internet and you all things can go on there. Uh, I am going to play it. It'll have some swear words in it, but it's pretty funny, and that is coming up on the show, and we're going to get into that, an AI thing that is next level. Also, I'm going to tell you about how it's funny, like, Wall Street is screwing up the entire world in my eyes, and a lot of problems are Wall Street, always pushing for growth, 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 growth. After we talk to Justin Barsha, I'm going to come back and talk about the Bud Light thing. It's time to talk about it, because... It is everywhere. It has blown the F up. And I'm going to address that issue and uh, talk about that a little bit. And, and I blame that Wall Street mentality and, you know, big corporations, how, how they operate. I'm going to talk about that. And then I have a new city that is being built. And when I say a new city, it is like a city where they are trying to ban cars it's in Arizona and it's interesting. It's a good theory, not somewhere I would want to live, but it is coming. And once again, uh all of the stories I have mentioned so far involve people that are have more brains than smarts, if you will. A lot of really high-level intelligent, highly educated people and me, the community college dropout, is going to fix their problems because in the end I'm smarter than all of those people. Because I have a PhD in common epic sense, is what I have. And I am going to drop common sense on some situations and show these really smart people who are, consider themselves to be way smarter than me, how they're so stupid, It's what I'm going to do. Also on the show today, we got your Moto Minutes and your entertainment as usual, which we always do. Moda, uh man Entertainment's got a thing where we're all going to die. We got a cataclysmic event coming, possibly. Uh, speaking of the future, I also have a thing right here in uh, Los Angeles where they have started food delivery with drones. It's That's cool to me. I, l- I like that. I really like that. I wish that would pick up tenfold because, man, do I not like food delivery people. Not at all. Uh, I've got a shoplifting story out of Florida, which means it's good because it comes from Florida and everything out of Florida is amazing. It is fun to talk about Florida. Uh, and then I'm going to play that clip of that, that AI. That, that's, that's just next level good too. And then a big lawsuit filed. Honestly, it's, I can't make this up. The Pittsburgh public school system has filed a massive lawsuit And I'll tell you against whom, all of that, and a hell of a lot more as we dive into the Tuesday edition of The Stretch Show. So grab your helmet, tighten up the chin strap, and get ready to ride, bitches, because here we go. Justin Barsha coming up next. And then we're going to talk about Bud Light, and I'm going to fix it, because my community college dropout ass is smarter than Harvard people, apparently. We'll talk about this next. This is the Big 49 big big the Big 49. Moto Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Uh, You guys know that I follow everybody on social media and I saw something yesterday posted by Team Solitaire SX that I did not see happen Saturday on the television coverage of the Supercross at Glendale, Arizona. It was Team Solitaire's Cole Thompson coming around a corner and making contact with Hunter Yoder on his privateer Kawasaki. When they collided Yoder went to the ground and then his foot got stuck in the back of the bike, and he was drug all the way down the straightaway by Cole Thompson, who didn't know he was there. Now, when they finally got him stopped and Yoder got loose from the Yamaha, he got up and shoved him in the back, but Thompson continued on his way. Uh, Yoder apparently is fine now. Everything is okay. It was a racing incident, but there were some flared tempers at the time, and it looked kind of gnarly. Luckily, neither rider was hurt, but if you can look that up at the Team Solitaire Instagram account, go check it out. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is the Stretch Show, and right now we are sitting down with a dude that just got off the podium for the first time in his career at a triple crown event and it was damn good to see and he has been riding lights out fantastic lately his name is justin barsha who rides for that gas gas team and justin is it surprising to you that you've never got on the podium on a triple crown because you've had a lot of triple crowns in your years of racing and you've had a lot of podiums in your years of racing so to finally put those two together i guess tonight uh, uh it seems weird right
1: yeah, it is a bit um, odd. I would have thought I'd got one by now, but uh, I'll take it now for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, it's all about getting good starts, putting clean laps in, minimizing mm-hmm. mistakes. Um, I was pretty stoked on myself and the team tonight. We made some uh, minor tweaks on the bike throughout yeah. throughout the the events, and um, my riding was really good on this hard pack. I'm not yeah. known to, you know, have the. Best throttle control. I kind of twist that thing hard, and uh, so tonight was good. I had uh, some some good stuff going on, and I was quite uh, stoked to adapt uh, to the track. And yeah. these guys are riding unbelievable, and I'm just really happy to be up here and get a podium on the triple crown. You know, it's pretty pretty cool, good achievement, I suppose, finally.
0: It's freaking awesome, and congratulations on that because it's well deserved. And just speaking of being on the podium and well deserved, you've really been dialed in I would say the last four we are pretty much since Daytona it has been you are on point now is it uh, the bike and are we seeing you maybe on on the box at a triple crown because it was later in the year typically the, uh, the, the race here in Glendale Arizona is like January February it's during the early part of the you know west coast uh, section but this year it was kind of brought back and in the middle did that help you at all with the you know bike being dialed in you know, kind of in the towards the halfway point of the season or is it just a no i i was you know gonna get this no matter what
1: yeah you know it's good i'm uh, happy with how the schedule's been um and uh, yeah it's good to come in here and be set on the bike and okay. have some confidence and honestly like i said we've just done little clicks here and there so the bike hasn't changed too much yeah. um it really adapts um to these tracks really well okay. the steel frame um this year it's a little bit stiffer so it just works good on all conditions we got the suspension yeah. working good um yeah i'm uh, yeah i'm happy on the <laughs> result and nice. uh happy with how the team has been working and um we keep we t- last week we tested during the week austria sent some parts and honestly yeah. the bike's in a place right now where it's just good i tried some stuff but i just kept the same thing because i'm just happy with it and it's really no need to change it just keep uh, performing
0: yeah and and whatever you guys have done it's literally since daytona it has been dialed in and awesome but Justin, I got to ask you, you've been up on the podium uh, a few times this season. We've seen you looking really fast. Is this, uh, you know, making you content with where you are right now? Or is this just making you hungrier to get, uh, you know, want to get a a victory, an overall win as we progress in this season?
1: Yeah, definitely more hungry. I love a podium. And uh, Uh, the racing was really good tonight. That last race was really cool. Uh, Just was charging hard. Felt really good. Uh, The bike's (laughs) been really good the past few weekends. Um, Definitely confidence is up there and searching for that win for sure, definitely want it, but uh, we got to take steps for sure, and I'll keep taking these podiums, I'm happy with it, but definitely uh, a second would be good, and a first would be even better, so we'll keep uh, (laughs) plugging away and and going at it. Uh, My starts were a little bit better tonight, so I made some good changes in the off week, and uh, yeah, looking forward to getting a whole shot here soon and trying to win one of these.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, Justin, uh, let's talk to – there's been like no word, like mum, on what's going on with you and everybody on that Gas Gas team as far as contract extensions. Uh Is there anything you can speak on? Like are, are you guys even in talks? Are you talking to other people? Like what's happening with you and the Gas Gas team?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, contract is – uh tk was here today actually it's cool to have him at the race and he said he got it in his inbox so hopefully we get that wrapped up next week but i'm definitely the plan is to do two more years with them and yeah we'll see where where that brings you know it's it's hard to step away from the sport especially when um riding so good and definitely want to do another two years and if i can do some more so be it all
0: right very cool Uh, that's the best news i have heard in a long time man justin barsha it has been fun watching you since you've got the gas gas you seem to have really just, uh, you know, uh, bloomed even more. Not that you weren't already a great rider your entire career, but you really have just, like, come into your own and just embracing your wide-open style and your no apologies. You are fun to watch and a fan favorite here at the Big 49 for sure. So, if you are going to go two more years with the Gas Gas, that is great news to all of us. Congratulations to you and to the Gas Gas team. So, very, very good stuff. Now, we'll see what you do next week when we head out to Atlanta, try to get you to the top of the podium. That would be sweet to see. Um, get that bike dialed in and we will see you there, man. Thank you for your time, Justin. Thank you, Thank you dude. We, we appreciate you. I am Stretch. It's the Big 49. your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big 49. It is Stretch Show. I know you hear the bro-him and you're like, dude, it's time to go. Stretch going already? Show just started. No, I'm not going. I'm throwing on the bro because it is an anthem of this show and I'm going to talk to the bros. Some serious conversation we got to have right now. And it's going to take stretch to fix things. Uh, Let's talk about the Bud Light situation. I've seen it. Hysterical videos, by the way. Shout out to everyone doing good stuff online. Making funny videos and making fun of it. And and that's how this should be handled in my eyes. Uh, Let's talk about it. If you've been living under a rock, the uh, folks at Bud Light did a... They had a... Gay beer can, I've seen those all over, and I'm like, and what's funny is I don't know what's real and what isn't real. What I do know is real is this I know that they did an endorsement of a, a trans uh, girl, and the trans person was celebrating their one year of transitioning to being a girl. And Bud Light made a can with their picture on it, and the person put it on social media and was like, look what I got, and they're doing their fun thing. Now to me, strange because, dude, Bud Light. I love Bud Light. Boys love Bud Light. They're like, dudes, drank Bud Light our, our whole lives probably, and it was like that seems like kind of off demo. That's weird. And then I saw Kid Rock take cases of Bud Light after that and shoot them with a machine gun, and then I saw Travis Tritt. I'm banning all Anheuser Busch products. I see all these people coming out, and I'm like. I get they screwed up. I get that. I get they screwed up. But that's excessive. It's excessive. And and by the way, this is how you handle this. Uh, uh, you know who screws up all the time? Me. All the time. I screw up all the time. Uh, if I was treated the way I feel that uh, Bud Light's being treated now, I'd have been thrown out a long time ago by my wife, by my business partners, by my bosses at work. We all screw up. We all do things that are like, well, why'd you do that? And, and I don't know how many times I've done stuff on this radio station where I've like made a promo or something and I send it in and I heard it. And I'm like, oh my God, take that off. That's horrible. Like I thought it was funny at the time and it just didn't work. Now granted, they didn't do this for funny. And what really made me want to talk about this is I saw, my God, there's a clip and I don't know if it's a podcast, vlog or whatever it is. But, dude, it is a lady, and she is... Oh, let me find her name. Because here's the deal. I'm not about, you know, oh, no big deal. They're totally turning their back on their fan base, and they're going. And I mentioned in the opener today that people, these, you know, big public companies, Wall Streets are pushing you, pushing you, pushing you to grow. And it's like, all right, well... This lady's name is Alyssa Heinerscheid and she's like, I don't know, a head of marketing there at at, uh, Bud Light and boy does she sound arrogant and stupid when she goes on this podcast and she made a huge mistake. You know what? I'm not going to lie. I'm going to look at whoever hired her is the person that made the mistake. This isn't the right person for that job. And she comes from Harvard, and here's the deal. Just a few days before that hit and this whole controversy blew up in their face, she went on and basically said that uh, the Anheuser-Busch brand has been in decline for a really long time. Despite it being America's number one beer with a market share of more than 13%, it is. It's the largest beer in America. It is huge. And this lady's like, but it's in decline, and if we don't uh, get away from, oh boy, she had some doozies from the fraternity-style uh, humor of the past, and move on to younger people. And so she thought to reach younger people, she needed to endear them to the trans woke world, and that's that that's and that pissed off your fan base, lady. That's what it did. You know who didn't go to Harvard? Me. I dropped out of Pasadena City uh, Community College. And I'm way smarter than you when it comes to branding. But I'm also a dude that speaks to your massive, massive, real consumer base on a daily, to hundreds of thousands of them on a daily. And I don't think your brand should be thrown out with the bathwater because you made a stupid mistake and you took your core, your fans for granted and you insulted them and you were like, yeah, they're going away and we're shrinking and this frat style. But I will tell you this. Here's where I'm standing a thousand percent behind Bud Light, a thousand percent. I look back through my life. How many times have you walked around and said, Waza! You know what that is? That's a Bud Light commercial. How many times have you said that to your buddies? Waza! There's so many things through the marketing of Bud Light throughout the years that we have all just become part of our pop culture, that we forgot that's where it came from. The Budweiser horses. How many times have you looked at a Budweiser commercial and felt like proud to be an American? These people have done an amazing job our entire lives. All of the stuff they have done. The real men of genius. I had those two dudes on my show when I was doing the, the Serious Maxim Magazine show on Serious FM, Serious XM, <laughs> and... When I was doing that show that was one of my favorite shows I ever had they came on and we just and and I'm not kidding imagine how what a win that was for freaking Bud Light it was so entertaining all I did was play Bud Light commercials for an entire show with those two dudes and laugh about them and joke about them and then we wrote some and they did them right then too it was amazing that was funny the real men of genius it was the dude who is the the singer from Survivor and uh, uh this VO dude for Budweiser and it was the real men of genius. Here's to you, Mr. Parking Lot Towel Guy, whatever it was. They were having hysterical. And when I look back throughout my uh, adult life, there has always been some insane, awesome uh, Bud Light marketing. And this wasn't, this was a screw up, but I can't think of another one in my lifetime. I can think of all the great times, not only drinking Bud Light that I've had with my friends, but all the times I've really enjoyed their marketing and thought, wow, that is spot on. And and, that's why I drink it in the first place. And I'm another dude, I will tell you this. I have had success in my life and I've had failure in my life. I have had points in my life where I had tons of money and points in my life where I've had none. And at points in my life, I've made a lot of money from uh, Anheuser-Busch. I've done a lot on the radio with them over the years. They have been amazing to me. I will never be not grateful for those opportunities they've given me in the past. So I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you you should, like, it, it, you're at the wrong place if you think that's what I'm going to tell you. I am not telling you to stop drinking them, to not drink them or anything. You know what I am telling you to do? Laugh at them for screwing up because they screwed up and continue to enjoy Bud Light like you have probably your entire life. It is not a bad thing, man. And they're not trying to turn your kids gay and they're not trying to, that wasn't it. They were. They had a Harvard person who thinks they're smarter than they are, who was taking for granted their fan base and reaching out to a new fan base to try to grow the brand. And it was a big mistake. And I'll bet you they'd tell you the same, but they're not saying anything right now because they're just being quiet. They talked about how during the uh march madness at the end their social media accounts were silent. You know why? Cuz they're like just don't say anything and let this blow over. That's what they're doing. And, and and that's what happens when you get people that are too smart for the room. They do stupid things. Really smart people are stupid. Do you know who is spot on to the core of a person who drinks Bud Light? Big 49 We're the people they target. We're the people they should target. We're the people they should be pandering to as opposed to taking for granted. And I'm sure they're not going to do it again. I I don't know anyone there that's telling me this, but I'm just looking back. I'm looking back to the great times I've had. Think of the years and years and years of great Bud Light commercials we've had. How many times, how many Super Bowls have you done nothing but look forward to the Bud Light commercials? Oh, oh man, the Bud Light commercials are coming because they've always been the best. They've exceeded expectation in that, historically. And they yes, they screwed up. That was a bad move. They shouldn't have done that. But Moto Man screws up every day. Am I gonna throw him out? No, I need Moto Man. I screw up all the time. Does Moto Man say, screw you, Stretch, I'm out of here. No, you say, you're a dick. This is stupid. Why'd you do that? I, well, all right, well, whatever. And then we move on. And that's what I'm doing in this situation. And that's what I would say to you, too. I'm not gonna stop drinking anything because some dumbass from Harvard made a bad decision and the bad decision was hiring that dumbass from Harvard the lady came from Johnson and Johnson like all right so what does that have to do with beer drinkers oh wait a minute you don't care about your beer drinkers you're trying to extend your brand all right well that was a mistake and I'm sure they see it but they they, you know the punishment of hey let's ditch them and let's throw them out is stupid and the overreaction of Uh, You know, I love Kid Rock. We play the hell out of Kid Rock. That was a massive overreaction. The Travis Tritt, a massive overreaction. All these dudes that are like losing their mind over this and pandering to the extreme on this. Uh, How many times have those guys screwed up? How many times have those guys done something stupid? uh, Budweiser's not going to issue an apology to each and every person, but I'm grateful for the business I've done with them over the years. I've had great times in my life and they were a part of it and when i dealt with them they were a first-class wonderful operation it was years and years and years ago the last uh, business dealings I had with them but at that point they they were effing amazing and they were you know I'm grateful I am incredibly grateful to them as a company for the relationship I had with them from years ago it was a great time in my life and I look back at it and other great times in my life I've been around watching those stupid commercials. Those frat-like commercials that this lady said are bad. That this lady wanted to get away from. That was, a, that was a mistake. Just for the record too, last month, the core profit earnings before interest were $4.95 billion. So when you got that kind of success, you can go, all right, we got this on lock. We're gonna go ahead and grow it over here. That's what they thought. That There was an assumption and don't ever assume anything. This lady is too smart for the room and too smart for her own good. You know what you need to do? Uh, By the way, if you're listening, um, Budweiser, you need to fire the Harvard person and come find a community college dropout who drinks your product and loves your product and has a history with your product, and you need to reflect on the great times you've had with your product and your commercials and everything throughout the years and get back on track. That's what needs to happen. So stop with the, I'm never drinking it again, F them, ban all that. That's stupid. That's stupid talk. And don't be stupid. Let's, let's forgive them for the bump in the road and say, like, that was dumb. I hope you learned your lesson. And then you make fun of them just like you make fun of your buddies. And they've been our drinking buddies our whole damn lives. You make fun of your buddies. I make fun of Muddle Man every day. He screws up. I make fun of him. We move on. And that's what we do. So anyway, that's my two cents on this and I'm going to make fun of them. Don't get me wrong. I'm seriously going to make fun of them. I plans on making fun of them coming in the very near future, but it's not going to be like anything beyond that other than making fun of somebody that's screwed up. And uh, hopefully they have a sense of humor when we get to that. But man, everybody, calm the F down. Have a beer and calm the F down. All right? And move on. Life's too short to give an F like that and uh, hold that kind of hostility. I don't have time for it in my life. All right, so that's my two cents. My name is Stretch. I'm a community college dropout, and I am the voice of reason here at the Big 49. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Looking at the 250 division championship points now. We're gonna do something different. We are gonna combine the East and the West, because remember, both sides don't have that many races left. When they divide up the season, half of the season is raced by the 250 East and half is raced by the 250 West. So those guys get exactly half the races those dudes in the 450 division get. But when you combine both categories, it is interesting to look at the parallels of those Lawrence brothers sitting at one and two. Jet is in first place overall with 153 points. But in second is Hunter, who is the leader of the 250 East. He's got 151 points. In third is R.J. Hampshire at 127. Nate Thrasher is fourth at 116. And in his rookie season, Danger Boy Hayden Deegan is at 111 in fifth points ahead of some big-name dudes like Jeremy Martin, Max Dancy, Cameron McAdoo. He is way up there. So shout-out to Danger Boy for this great ride he's showing in his debut rookie season on the 250 Pros. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It is a Stretch show on a Tuesday. Welcome to it, man. You know what I decided to do? I decided to put my money where my mouth is. Here's my Bud Light. Here's to you, mofos. Get your shit together. We'll be back. Alright. Here's where we're going. I got a great story right now about AI, and I even know this was real. This is a thing. There's a podcast out there. By the way, the greatest podcast in the world is called The Stretch Show. You should uh, listen to it. It's everywhere podcasts are served. It's this show, just chopped down without all that pesky rock and roll. Still got the moto talk, all the moto interviews, and all the nonsensical babble that comes out of my community college dropout ass what a lady from Harvard might call as uh, outdated fraternity boy male humor. I got it in spades. (laughs) Oh, boy. Here we go. This is a podcast, and it is called The Dudesy Podcast. I don't know if you guys have already heard of it. And it is hosted... One of the dudes I really like, I had wondered where uh, this dude became. Will Sasso. Remember him from Mad TV? By the way, Stretch was on Mad TV. If you ever want to see. Uh, it's on YouTube, the clip I was in. I'm in uh, Mad TV. I was in a scene with Bobby Lee and John Cena back in the day on Mad TV. You can find that on YouTube. And it is. Um, Let's see. Yeah, just uh, you type in John Cena, Mad TV. The sketch will come up, and I'm in the sketch that John Cena's in. Very quickly, but I do have speaking part. I beat up Bobby Lee, and John Cena don't do nothing because he was afraid of the heat from the fat stretch. That's right. But speaking of Mad TV, Will Sasso is a co-host of this podcast with another guy named Kulpkin, who I don't know who that is, but probably his buddy. And apparently they were doing a podcast for years and a company approached them and said, hey, we have this AI that we want to work with and we want you guys to do it. And the AI they called Doozy, And it's an artificial intelligence allegedly that they turned on. And now the podcast evolves to those guys coming in, sitting down and Doozy runs the show and they either do what it says and Doozy and is AI. AI has the experience of everything ever online So it's a million times smarter than you or a Harvard-educated marketing director, and it will just regurgitate stuff. Well, at some point, they started talking on the show about there was a rumor a while back, and I think I talked about it in entertainment. They were saying Tom Brady was probably going to go and do... was going to go do a uh, stand-up comedy. They're like, he'd mastered football, he'd done all this, and you're like, there's no way. And Remember he had the movie... 80 for Brady, and he was funny in that. And he's done everything well. He's going to be the star of a comedy roast, and they kind of chalked it up to that. They're going to roast Brady, and that's coming. It'll be a comedy special where Tom Brady gets roasted. And that's all kind of where it went. And then so the guys from the podcast said they talked about it, they moved on, they were done. Well, they get in there, and Dudesy got together and made a one-hour stand-up special with as Tom Brady, and here's what it did. It took every video clip of Tom Brady, possibly from the internet, and then studied stand-up comedy, and then it chopped all of the Brady stuff together, and it made a one-hour stand-up special. And it's not Tom Brady, and Tom Brady has nothing to do with this other than having provided us hours and hours and hours and hours of video content so they had his voice and all kinds of stuff, and him saying a million different things. So, I'm gonna play you a clip of this, and it's pretty amazing. And they now, de- it did a one hour stand-up special. And you can tell it's AI by the way it's, it, it's pacing. There's one thing about stand-up; it's about the timing and the pacing. And AI, I, I don't think we'll ever understand that. Maybe it will eventually, but it doesn't yet. And this is impressive as hell. This is not Tom Brady. It's AI, this thing called Dudezy. And it, it, you can uh, Google Dudesy and Google uh, Dudesy Tom Brady. You could watch the entire one-hour special, but it's, it's impressive as f. So uh, check this out right here. Anybody in the crowd tonight believe in intelligent design? Yeah, okay, okay. Now I'm about to say something that is going to make you see intelligent design in an entirely new way. <laughs> so if you want to keep thinking about intelligent design in the same way you do now plug your ears or go get a drink at the bar in the lobby for real okay now everybody can argue about whatever or whoever you think the intelligent designer is but one thing is indisputable that motherfucker loves shit like why would you design the human body to have to push pounds of shit out of it multiple times a day why would you also design the human body so it can produce so many different kinds of shit if you didn't absolutely love shit wow i mean you're not just sitting around dreaming up diarrhea if you don't want to drink a few cups of it So, again, whatever or whoever you think the intelligent designer is, it is 100% jerking off while it watches you shit. Just no other explanation. I'm actually not mad at shitting, though. I low-key love it. It's fun. We all like it. Wow! That was it! Kate, could you tell that was Tom Brady? And could you also tell that was AI? But how funny was that crap? The, The content is great! The delivery's not solid, but... wow! It's called Doozy, so check it out. If you want to watch the entire one-hour uh, stand-up special, they put it up there, and this apparent robot did it. Uh, it's the, at least that's what they're saying. I, if not, I don't know if you could possibly, as a human, put this together in the time that that story broke about Brady talking about wanting to do comedy, and now, because of the what would be thousands of hours of manual labor for a human to do... And a robot can do really fast. But I I, I don't know if it learned to talk in Brady's voice, if it sampled it and then just wrote a script and read it, or if it chopped up clips of Brady. I'm not sure what it did, but it's effing amazing is what it is. And that's funny. So shout out to those guys. Uh, Will Sasso, I I was always a big fan of too. Uh, Had him on some of the radio shows I've done in the past. But he's uh, one of the co-hosts of that Dudesy podcast. And then Dudesy is the AI who interacts with them and co-hosts the show with them. And then decided to break out and go solo as Tom Brady for an hour-long stand-up special. And and God, poop humor, being that I am a frat boy, juvenile, immature, frat boy humor kind of guy. Like people that drink Bud Light. um, it It is next level good. The, the pacing, though, like I said, is bad. All right, we're going to stay on the technology tip. And up next, I'm going to fix another problem. I'm going to tell them about a potential future problem that is coming that these people who have designed a kind of carless city are going to run into that they don't know about yet. But once again, we're going to ditch the really high-educated Ivy League-type education, and we're going to go with the community college dropout. His name is Stretch, and he's going to drop knowledge on them that they are apparently unaware of. We'll do this next. This is the big 4-9. The
1: man urged.
0: Damn it, report! This seems like no cause for alarm. Bogota, Colombia, there is a big-ass volcano, the same one that was responsible for causing one of the largest disasters in the Western Hemisphere is now showing signs of increased activity and people in Colombia are crapping their pants. In fact, they're ordering evacuations in what could be a potential impact zone and they are getting people out within 80 miles of the thing. This thing is crazy, it erupted in the 1980s and killed 25,000 people. Let's hope it doesn't erupt big time and blow up the entire Southern Hemisphere. Here's some good news, Kim Kardashian is coming back to acting. Not that she's a good actress at all, but she's gonna be in the upcoming season of American Horror Story. I'm just hoping they got like bikini shots and her big booty and giant boobs, cause that would make Stretch happy. The FBI has come out and said you should avoid using free charging stations at airports, hotels, and shopping centers because bad guys have figured out ways to use the USB ports to introduce malware and monitoring software on your devices. So you should always carry your own charger and USB cord and just find an electrical outlet instead of a public charging station. And this is the FBI. Sure, they suck at enforcing the law, but they give some pretty good tips sometimes the man man entertainment with stretch big four Nine. it is a stretch show all right time to put my minor league education to good use here try to help some people out they've designed something that on paper looks amazing but these people don't have real life experience to realize yeah this is gonna be a problem and here's where the problem is they decided to build basically the uh, utopian society and it's called cul-de-sac Tempe. They started building it in 2019 and it is an area in Tempe, Arizona touting itself as the first car-free neighborhood built from scratch in the United States of America. Basically, if you live there, it'd be like townhomes and condos, and it's an entire city where you can't have a car. Where, like, this sounds cool, like cars racing around and dangerous, whatever. But that's not entirely true. Where They're short-sighted in this, and I'll tell you how. Let's get into it. The community, they say, is going to make ample use of cars. So there'll be cars on the streets, you just can't have a car. So if I live in this city, there's going to be lifts and Ubers and... Envoy, a community-based electric car-sharing service and platform. All of these companies are official partners in the city, so all of the transportation around there will be done by those guys. Tempe, Arizona is a big-ass city. If you go into Tempe, Tempe, Scottsdale, Phoenix, all the same place. I lived there. I know this. It all just blends together. So there's a lot to do there. It's a very large metropolitan area. And what they've done is they built this area. And it's going to have, you know, pools and dog parks and tons of walking areas and, you know, everything you want. But they say everything is within five minutes of your home. And they're also going to have over a thousand of those e-bike ride-sharing e-bikes and over a hundred bird scooters around. And I don't know about you, but those bird scooters are a menace to society because people just drop them on the sidewalk and everywhere else and they're annoying as F. And they say everything in this urban area where residents can reach all of their daily needs such as stores, work, school, cultural sites within five minutes by bike, on foot or in a personal mobility device has been gaining popularity. So people see this as a really great thing. Here's where you're short-sighted. Here's where a guy that uh, dropped out of community college is gonna tell you. Those effing rideshare mofos are the antichrist. Those MFers don't give an F. They can't drive. They're the worst drivers in the world. They're the worst drivers in the world. And they, they brag about when they designed this city, it's gonna have no place for parking. Everywhere that you would normally have to park a car is gonna be gone because those are all places for people to walk and to let their dogs out and to do really cool stuff. Well, guess what Rideshare MFers are gonna do? They're gonna drive up on the sidewalk. They're gonna drive the wrong way down one-way streets. They're not gonna stop for stop signs, but there shouldn't be stop signs really because there aren't any cars there. It is gonna be a menace to everyone that lives there dealing with Uber, Lyft, all of those. I deal with those people on a daily basis. That's where my experience in this conversation comes from. Remember, I drive around in what is a massive hundreds and hundreds of acreed area of Los Angeles that is completely fenced that has thousands and thousands of employees there and they are ordering and we're a 24-7 operation most of it not all of it but most of it and but there are people there thousands of people there at all times and they are doing food delivery and ubers and lifts and we allow you to bring your car to the company parking lots and you can park your car and we still have tons and tons and tons and tons of people who come in uber it's more the food delivery lyft uh, grubhub all that stuff a you get people that are in america that are having problems finding jobs that like don't speak the language i'm seeing tons of russians and ukrainians now who fled there There are tons of Asian people that don't speak the language. And I don't know how these people got driver's licenses, but they do. And they're terrible drivers. And they also will park wherever the uh, f the F they want. They don't know where they are. They come into this gated community that they've never been to before. And they'll just drive... We have one-way streets. We have stop signs. They go through them all. They don't slow down. They don't give an F about pedestrians. You know what they give an F about? Getting quickly to their delivery so that they can get to their next delivery because every minute they lose is a money lost to them and getting on to their next order. So they have no Fs to give, and this place is not going to be safe, and it is not going to be the utopian society, they think, because of the rideshare drivers. People that live there take a little more caution and a little more respect for their own neighborhood and would uh, not be doing that stuff. Your neighbors are not the people you worry about. It's people that aren't from your neighborhood that come into your neighborhood that are bad, and that's going to be all of those lifts, all of those, they're all partners in it, but that's bad. Like, I do not like them. I've gotten such a bad taste in my mouth from that at my current main job that I no longer use any type of ride share anything and I know I will not use unless it's an absolute emergency I will not have food delivered through a food delivery service because those people are awful and they are terrible drivers and they are rude and they are dicks like and if the police gave a crap anymore and went back to writing tickets like they used to and enforcing the law like they're supposed to there would be they would be non-stop just locked down riding tickets to rideshare people because those MFers stop in the middle of a street to let out passengers or run across the street to do a delivery because they don't care. So you're you're short-sighted. You should have talked to a low-level non-educated person like myself before you built this city because there needs to be a sequestered area for those mofos, and if that area is as good as you say about getting around without cars then you should go to where the rideshare area is or where the rideshare delivery is and not let them have the run of your place or it is not going to be safe trust me on that i am the smartest man in the world my name is stretch i'm a community college dropout and i run the big 49 up next eli Tomac. big 49 it is a stretch show Shout out to Eli Tomac. Shout out to Justin Barsha for being on the show today. We did not get much time with them at the end of the Supercross Saturday night out of Glendale, Arizona. But I I gave my theory on that yesterday, and that was simply that um, they were probably in a hurry to get out so they could get home for Easter. Because Easter Sunday was the next day, and um, all those guys got kids and families and everything else, and I'm sure they wanted to get home. The day of the office was done, and they were trying to get out of there. So they were literally, it was like 10 minutes or so we got total. Um, also, you'll hear that there's a glitch from my fat fingers on my keyboard. <laughs> During the Eli Tomek interview. Do, 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 do you hear me freaking out? <laughs> oh, funny stuff. All right, right now, let's go on with the future. This is a company here in Los Angeles that is pretty cool, it's called Flyby Robotics and they have launched a trial in Arizona, Arizona, by the way Gilbert and Mesa, that is once again so Tempe Gilbert, Mesa Phoenix uh, freaking all of that is the same area it's just a big area, it's like Los Angeles it's got it's all Phoenix, let's face it it really really is Uh, So they're testing there. And this, I am a thousand percent behind. I really wish they would come test at my work because I could get rid of all of those aforementioned douchebag bad food delivery drivers that are always at my work. And these are drones. And they've set it up. If you live within a one mile radius of this area in Gilbert Mesa, Arizona, where there's a nectar juice bar a Mad Greens and a Tokyo Joe's those three places you can get your food delivered by drone and they are uh, during the pilot program customers can order smoothies uh, salads from Mad Greens and sushi from Tokyo Joe's and they can have also stuff from Papa which is these mushrooms and they say there's a $3 fee with average delivery times of under 4 minutes because that's another thing There's no red lights. There's no getting out of the parking spot. The little drone pulls up. It sits there. They drop men. That is one thing. What's crazy at at my work, we have restaurants there. They don't stay open 24 hours a day, but they do stay open late. And we have uh, robots that deliver to certain buildings on our property. So they'll go around and those are cool, but it takes forever. We don't have aerial drones. The aerial drones would be ten times as fast because even our property is so big that a little tiny robot that doesn't go very fast kind of takes a while to get your food. Four minutes in a one-mile radius of these restaurants. Bam. You order it, it goes. That's worth the $3 fee. I would gladly pay that $3 fee over the whatever the fee it is to have Uber Eats delivered or any of those others that are going to send some idiot to my house that don't know, you know where the hell they're going and they're going to drive like dicks and park on my sidewalk or walk across my neighbor's lawn to get to my house. Like, I don't want that crap and, I, and I'm done with it. I really, really hope this works out. So the company's called Flyby Robotics. They are robots in the sky. Robots in the sky. Remember that? Transformers? Oh, hells yeah. So they're testing it this week in Gilbert and Mesa, Arizona. And then they are... Going to try to roll it out on a more permanent basis after that. And the company, though, Flyby, is right here in Los Angeles. I think that's awesome. I dig that. I would totally do that one. All right, coming up next, uh, let's get into... Oh, man, I got a what the Florida shoplifting story. Or do I... No, let's talk about Pittsburgh Public Schools filing a lawsuit. That's a good one. We'll talk about that one next. It's fun. You know what you do when you screw up? You blame other people. Hmm? Yeah. Maybe the Harvard lady over at uh, Bud Light's going to come and say, it was that stretch guy. He was the guy that told me I should ditch my fan base and go after broader horizons, try to grow my brand with young people and trans people. Yeah. Nah, it wasn't stretch. Stretch told you to cater to your base like I do every day. Low-hanging fruit. It's easy to do, and that's what I do here. 49's all about low hanging fruit. Low no hanging boobies. <laughs> it's the big 49. <laughs> big, big, big. big. big dub. Big 49, Moto Minute, brought to you by LBZ. All right, as we're getting into the final month, month and a half of the Supercross season, let's look at the championship points now. Eli Tomac is in control of the red plate currently, but only seven points up on Cooper Webb in second place. That's the only dude that's really a threat to get him. Now, Chase Sexton, who's picking up some momentum here at the end of the season, is exactly 25 points down from Eli. Ken Roxon is way back even from Chase Sexton with only 217 points. But look who is nipping at his heels in fifth place. Justin Bam Bam Barsha is making moves. He's just one point away from Roxon. He's got a way to go to Chase Sexton, but it's doable with the way that Chase makes mistakes and the way that Barsha is riding right now. We could see him at number three before the season is over if he continues to ride the way he does. Jason Anderson is in sixth place. He's not far from Barsha either. Aaron Plessinger in seventh, Christian Craig in eighth, but he is... Done at least for the Supercross season with all the injuries sustained. Adam C and Cirillo in ninth, and Justin Hill rounded out the top ten in the Supercross Championship points for the 450 class. I am Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big Four Nine, it's a Stretch show. I got more bounce to the ounce than any other radio show on the planet. Also got a better quality signal. <laughs> better quality programming better quality music we just win winner winner chicken dinner the four nines in the house every single day we bring you moto rock extreme that's what we do and we're the only one on the in the world that does that also the only one in the world that gets to sit around and talk smack about everyone because i got no f's to give and nothing to lose i'm doing this for fun with my friends that's what i'm doing it just pays that we're all old radio dudes all right, let's get into this story. This one is good. comes out of Pennsylvania, where the Pittsburgh public school system this week filed a lawsuit against several major social media and tech companies. Yeah. The school district of Pittsburgh is alleging that the defendants target young people to compulsively use their platforms to increase their profits. Hope they don't sue me, because I, I, if I could find a way to target all people that like moto, rock, and extreme to come to the 49, that's exactly what I would do. That's exactly what you do. It's called marketing. It's called good business. It's what the lady at uh, Bud Light was trying to do, the Harvard lady. She just did it really, really bad because she was too smart for the room. Probably an amazingly intelligent lady, just made a really dumb move. Never take for granted your base in the meantime. And that's what social media doesn't. They cater to the base, and the base is young people. That's who uses it. So they're like, oh, yeah, we're going after them. Here's what the Pittsburgh public school system says, that the defendants deliberately embedded in their services an array of design features aimed at maximizing youth engagement to drive advertising revenue. Defendants know children are in a developmental stage that leaves them particularly vulnerable to the addictive effects of these features. The defendants target them anyway in pursuit of additional profit. How about you guys have had these kids their whole lives, Pittsburgh Public Schools, and you've had a significant portion of their lives to get their attention, and why didn't you engage in these same activities to get them to lock into your message? know what you were doing so now you can identify it that you're not doing it and someone else is and you're blaming them for the fact that these kids might be what are they little dicks are they acting up like what are you alleging here that the social media companies are getting too much of their time because they're doing a better job at captivating their attention than you were as a school? The lawsuit cites what it claims are harmful aspects of social media. Viral challenges known to be dangerous are one example. And they say TikTok banned the uh, viral milk crate challenge. And many other challenges are harmful to people. Well, I'm telling you, a three-minute video is nothing compared to the years of time over their collective lives that you have as a school district. They say it goes on that 50% of parents say their kids 10 to 12 are on social media and 33% of parents with kids 7 to 9 say their kids are on social media. And there needs to be action taken at a legislative level to increase the age at which it is permissible to use this technology. So they're doing a better job of entertaining the kids and grabbing their attention than you and now you as a school district want to sue them. And by the way, if you taught them well at your school You wouldn't have idiots doing viral challenges. You know what I like about viral challenges? I get to see idiots get hurt and I don't get hurt. And it entertains me and amuses me. That's what I see and I'm like, oh, that's funny. Who's so stupid they would do that? Not me. Oh man, come on, Pittsburgh public school system. You could do better than that. Why don't you come up with your own app or something to engage these kids? Make them want to stick around. Make them want to be proud of their school. Make them want to learn. No, instead I'm going to sue somebody that did a better job of getting their attention that has no time with them every day. You have them locked down. You have them a prisoner every day and you can't even do it. You guys are idiots. I'm Stretch. It's the Big 49. Big, big, big. big 49 moto minute brought to you by LBZ I love trolling the social media and seeing what all of the riders are up to and one thing I noticed when a rider has been plagued with injuries they seem to get very reflective on their career and appreciative of everything and I really feel like I'm seeing that right now with HRC's Colt Nichols that dude is out there pressing the flesh with the fans and that's what these guys do they realize you know what I have a great Great life. I race dirt bikes for a living and people loved me for it. And that seems to be the impression I'm getting, at least from Nichols as he was out like a fool in Arizona, taking pictures, signing autographs, and just pressing the flesh with the fans and being an all around good dude. These guys really see that and they appreciate it when they're away from the game. And remember he was hurt since Daytona and that was his first race back at Glendale over the weekend. So shout out to Colt Nichols. Glad to see him out there hooking it up with the fans and feeling the love and giving it back. And that's what this sport is all about. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. All right, now I see you in the show. Now I'm playing the bro Now it's time to get out of here. Now it's time to pack it up and pack it in. A professional observation I had over the weekend which we pointed out on Saturday during the Moto Show which, by the way, you want to see something funny. Uh, I talked about this on uh, Monday's show and that is the demon box when I perpetrated the end of what really was a fraud at the end onto uh, Jason and Kyle, and it's on video. You can see that now up at thebig49.com. The witch came and took it away, and then I put a, a, a snake thing in there so that it popped out. I told them I was releasing the demon, and I sprayed them, and watched the jump that initially happened was fun. You can see that. The initial, whoa, up until that second where you realized that wasn't real. Uh, just so you know just to show you the frat boy juvenile humor that i have here i when my son was like 10 years old i that's what made me think of doing that uh, at the end after the demon box situation was resolved and i could joke about it i did a point where at one point i was i was online on ebay and someone was trying to sell a ghost in a box and i was trying to buy it and I told my son, "I'm gonna buy it." And my son's like, "I don't want a ghost in our house. Are you crazy?" He freaked out. Well, then I I, I got a box and I put the snakes in it. it was a jar and I put the snakes in it from the thing and I shoved them down in there and I painted the jar black and then I put it in an envelope, in a FedEx envelope. I got at work. i got a package that day. I don't know. It might have been something for my friends at Bud Light. And I picked it up and I stuck the jar in there and then I went and picked up my son at school that day after I got done with my morning show and I told him, hey man, the ghost is in the backseat and all the way home, my son was looking over his shoulder he was freaking out that there was a ghost in the car I mean freaking out and he did not want it and then when I got out of the car and I brought it out of the house he was not having it and he's standing literally in the house he was afraid to come in the house and I'm like, just come in the house and I go, look, this is probably just a big joke. It's a prank. I didn't pay much money for it. It's funny. Like, let's see what's in there. And he's like, no, 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 no. And then before he could do anything, I opened it and pointed it at him. And the goat, the snake shot out. And my son got so scared, he ran out of my house and ran down the street. It wouldn't stop. I had to get in my car and go get him. And at first I had to stop laughing because I couldn't stop laughing. And then when I looked out, he was about a half mile away from my house. I had to get in my car and go run him down because the kid was just never going to stop running. He was going for a scump on me. He was t- he was dead. T- oh, horrible dad. A oh, horrible, horrible dad. Yeah. But that's where that came from. The thought of that at the end of, of switching it up on those guys. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll do that trick on those guys. Uh, and that video is up, so you can go check it out. I am. Uh, gonna break out of here tomorrow we will get chase sexton on the show got up on the podium also was your triple crown champion this year very i, I, I got like two questions with chase before he was gone because they were like sorry it's over everybody out of here so we're gonna get a couple with chase tomorrow and we'll have him on we'll play barsha in the middle of the show if you missed that shout out to justin barsha for uh, confirming on the big 49 instagram account that he is indeed re-signing with the Gas Gas team. He will be there for two more years, which is great news. I know you heard it in the interview today, but when I put that up on on Thing, he uh, co-signed it, so that was awesome. I love that guy. He's a great dude. I'm glad he's staying put and he's going to have the rest of his career just riding on a team he seems to be really, really happy with. So shout out to uh, Mr. Bam Bam. All right, I am going to pack it up now and get out. I will be back tomorrow morning where we will do more, well, low-level um, juvenile frat boy humor is what we do and we do it better than anyone i'm proud of that a lady acting like that was a bad thing miss harvard lady here's to you miss harvard marketing director graduate <laughs> you are a real lady of genius yeah i, I think budweiser should call me i should I, I can fix this for them in two seconds i'm gonna do it i'm stretched Until tomorrow, God bless you all. God bless the United States of America.